Welcome to the Consecrating Your Life podcast, hosted by me, Elena Borto, and my mom, Reina Borto. Today, our topic of discussion is when missionaries come home from their missions earlier than they expected. We hope to open the discussion and to encourage people to talk about this in their own homes and in their own wards so that we can help those that are in this situation to not feel so ashamed. So today we wanted to talk about when missionaries come home earlier than they expected. And we just wanted to start by saying why we wanted to talk about this. Or I actually wanted to say why I'm titling this episode the way it, it is. I didn't want to say missionaries who come home early because, well, because that's just kind of a way of labeling them differently. Um, and because nobody really comes home early. They come home earlier than they expected to maybe, but not, they really came when they were supposed to come home. So that's why we're titling this this way. Yes, and we also wanted to be a source of hope and, and comfort for many, because I know that this is a difficult topic that pro- sometimes we don't want to talk about. And when we know someone t- who came home earlier than they expected, many times we feel awkward and we don't know what to say. And so that's another reason why you just wanted to talk about this. Well, yeah, people often come home depressed when they come home earlier than they thought they would. And I mean, I've even heard of some cases where they they just are overly depressed, like can't get out of their room, or in some cases they might even turn to something like drugs for comfort. So I know that those are like really extreme examples, but I just, I think it's just really sad to hear how hard it is for people when they come home earlier than they thought they would and i think it's something that the adversary is trying to do to like turn something really good like the mission and turn it into something so hard when it doesn't go the way that you thought it would yes i think that what happens is that many times um we like you said before we label people we label people and we put them in a different category because of whatever happened in their life and I think that um, if we think about it, you know, the Savior, Jesus Christ, he, he went and, and ministered to everyone. He loved everyone. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, what, what he did was that he invited everyone to come to him and to realize the potential that they have and, and how, how much good they can do in the, in the world, you know, just by the, being themselves. So I think that... Um, well, that we just need to be sensitive, you know, to people's feelings and, and to realize that for them it's not easy, maybe, and uh, and that we just need to, to love them and to minister to them, just like the Savior would. Mm-hmm. We wanted to speak directly to those who came home earlier than they expected. Sister Craven said something in the Sister to Sister that you guys did during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to read what she said? Yeah, this is something that Sister Becky Craven, who belongs to the Young Women's General Presidency, said when we talked about this in, in, a, in a sister-to-sister session in BYU Women's Conference. I believe this was in 2020, when we were in the middle of the pandemic and we were, didn't know exactly what was happening. But um, 
She talked about this topic, you know, about about those people who come earlier than they expected. And uh, because her husband and her, they were mission leaders previously. She said that, um, you know, that, that, that it was hard for them sometimes to see that um, some missionaries would have to go home because of different reasons of beyond their control. Sometimes there were physical or emotional illnesses and and that before they left, this is a scripture that they would read to them. It is found in Doctrine and Covenants 124, 49. And it says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, that when I give a commandment to any of the sons of men to do a work unto my name, and those sons of men go with all their might and with all they have to perform that work, and cease not their diligence, and their enemies come upon them and hinder them, hinder them from performing that work. Behold, it behoveth me to require that work no more at the hands of those sons of men, but to accept of their offerings. And she said, you know, that the enemy that it refers to in this verse of scripture could be many things. It could be an illness or even a pandemic. But for those uh, that come home earlier than they expected, if they are worthy and in a spirit of repentance or if they just need to take care of things that they need to take care of, we should refrain from judging. And she said that those missionaries should not put an asterisk by the side of their mission and that they can declare confidently when and where they served without adding any kind of qualifier because the Lord actually accepts their offering just like the scripture says. So I think that we we should refrain, like she said, from judging, because we really don't know the circumstances of every person, and we just need to 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 understand that uh, that they um, they still serve the Lord with all their heart and might and, and strength, and they did uh, everything that they could, mm-hmm. and that the Lord will accept their offering. Yeah, I I would probably suggest people in this situation to to pray and to ask heavenly father like something like did you accept my offering and i'm sure that he would answer in a positive way we pretty much always feel like we we aren't doing enough and so i think that that's a good question to just ask and just to remind ourselves like how much heavenly father really does love us and he accepts whatever effort we have to give the next thing that we wanted to talk about was how can we minister to the people who come home from a mission earlier than they expected? Well, I think that we need to treat them just like any other mm-hmm. former missionary. You know, we, we, we can talk to them about their mission and ask them what experiences they had, um, what were the, the, the favorite parts of their mission and their favorite places or experiences that they had with people, we can still talk about it like like any other missionary. Mm-hmm. I wanted to quote something that one of our listeners, Carly, posted on our Instagram page. She said, For most circumstances, still welcome them home with a banner and all the same fanfare. Ask if they'd like to sit with you at church so you can help be a buffer for poorly worded questions from others. Be willing to recognize that missions often bring traumatic experiences that young adults are not adequately trained or prepared for. Recommend a therapist if you have a close relationship. Ultimately, just be a good friend. Speak up about their good qualities to others and stop any gossip. 
I, I don't I really liked her answer just because of how practical it was. But yeah, I mean, it's just kind of like what we were saying before, like anyone who serves a mission, no matter how long it was, like they can still claim that they served a mission. So we can still treat them when they come home, just like any other missionary. Yes, absolutely. Um, we need to show them our love, just like we do that anybody else, you know, and, uh, and let them know that, that we love them and that we, we are proud that they, that they served their mission. Mm-hmm. I also really liked what my friend Spencer had to say about this. I'm going to read what he said. He says, when I got back from my mission, I was assigned to speak with a member of the high council for a year. This high counselor really magnified this assignment. He had me over to his home for dinner a few times a year. He asked me to give a lesson to his kids as part of a family home evening. He asked me what I thought about things and what my plans were. He would call me with ample notice with a speaking topic and discuss it with me and give me suggestions. I think it's easier for anyone to slip through the cracks when they get back from serving, but this guy saw me and built a friendship with me. He was and is a great mentor. I think people shy away from those conversations when they really need to lean into them. I can't imagine the difficulties of coming home early on top of the existing challenge of returning from a mission. I think people don't know what to say or fear saying the wrong thing. Personally, I found it's helpful to lead with that feeling. Get a bit meta. You can say something like this. I don't really know what to say and I worry that I might say something wrong, but I care about you and want to check in and let you know that I'm here and that I care. And then follow up that conversation with action. A meal invitation, a phone call to check in, a trip to a sporting event, etc. So yeah, I really like that because if you come home earlier than you thought, people are just afraid of saying the wrong thing so they just like avoid the person but that is like i feel like that's the worst thing you could do because you're just kind of fueling the shame that they might have so you i just think you really need to follow the example of this high counselor and just really help that person feel seen and then i guess you and i have talked about this a little bit like with our episode about inclusion we need to like also just be careful with the words that we say so that people don't be ashamed. So just for example, I think we might have mentioned this in that episode already, but just the phrase return with honor is something that our church's culture has kind of adopted a lot. And we just feel like that phrase is kind of making it sound like if you didn't serve the full two years or 18 months or whatever, that you didn't return with honor like so we were talking about maybe we could change the phrase to say receive with honor or even just get rid of the phrase altogether honestly but we just think we need to be more careful with what we say so yeah sometimes we hurt people without really having that intention but Mm -hmm. I think that we can stop and think you know how how our words may be hurting them I really love one of the episodes of the chosen I believe is um Season, season three, season episode two. two. Yeah, season three, episode two. And I love when when the when the Lord is calling his disciples and um, something that he says in there, and I know that they take the liberty to to add words, but but it makes sense for me that the Lord will say something like this, you know, um, when he's calling his disciples to go and um, and share the gospel with people in different cities, he tells them, You'll do and say great things because of your past mm-hmm. because none of them felt ready and many of them felt a little bit ashamed of what happened in their in their life 
But the reality is that everything that happens to us, just like the Lord told Joseph Smith when he was in Liberty Jail, when he said that all of those things that he was going through were going to uh, give him experience and will be good for the for his good. I think that everything that we go through in life, you know, is for our own experience and, and is for our own good. We should not feel ashamed for, for anything that happened in our life because, you know, many things sometimes are out of our control and, and sometimes we just need to, to realize that uh, we needed to go through that in order to learn, but that God loves us and that he still values us and he wants us to develop and, and to reach our potential. And um, we, we all need to realize that we, we are never enough. You know, we are never doing enough that it's because of the Savior that we can have a whole, uh, we can be whole one day. It's because of him, because of his atonement. And that um, whenever we feel that we are not enough, we need to remember that, that he was willing to give his life for us so he can um, heal us, so he can help us, and he can make us whole. Mm-hmm. We really just wanted to invite anyone who's listening to this to just in your own homes and in your own wards to ponder and just seek revelation about what you can do when somebody is in the situation of coming home from their mission earlier than they thought they would. Just, I feel like that's probably something that could be talked about during ward council or yeah, or even just in the home on a case-by-case basis. And we just, we really just wanted to open the discussion. We don't necessarily have all the answers here, but yeah, we just wanted to invite you to, to not shy away from this conversation. Let's ask ourselves this question then. What does um, this topic has to do with uh, consecrating our life to the Savior? The Savior really helped everyone feel seen. He's not the kind of person that would ever make you feel ashamed. And so we need to strive to be like that and just help people when they're suffering. And to not, even if it's like we were saying, like, obviously, I don't think anyone purposefully tries to shame people in this situation. But we can all probably do better in just in being intentional with our words and not feeding that shame accidentally. And so I just think it's so important to strive to just be better in that regard and and to be more Christ-like. Yes, I agree. I think that uh, consecrating our life to the Savior includes ministering to others like he did because we are all surrounded by people. And uh, if we just try to lift each other, you know, if you just try to help each other, and to realize that, that we are all in need of love and, and, and comfort. And I think that part of it also is to try to bring the Lord's light into everyone's life. You know, he asks us to, to shine our light so pe- older people will, will get to know him. And I think that's what should be our ultimate goal in everything that we do. And every, every interaction that we have with others is to bring the, the Lord's light into their life. Thank you so much for listening to our episode. We hope that you enjoyed it. If you know anyone who came home from their mission earlier than they expected, please feel free to send them this episode. And please, please keep this conversation going. Let us 
come together and counsel about how we can treat people more kindly and help them to feel more seen and loved when they are in situations like this. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast this year. We hope to come back next year with some more episodes. And if you have a moment, please take a second to rate our episode on whatever platform you are listening on so that our podcast can be more visible to others. Thanks so much. We'll see you next time.